have a seat. It's been a while, hasn't it? Well, that's what happens when a job goes south. You hide out, lay low. At least I didn't cut you loose for an honest mistake. It was an honest mistake, wasn't it? That coy smile does not give me confidence. I guess I can finish the story for you about what happened to Wolf and Mr. Clean in Texas. Treat this like your payment for that botched job. Alright, now, where did I leave off? Well, I see, I told you about Wolf's father and his tragic stunting accident. I also told you about the legwork the team did and how they found Wolf's new hot rod Lincoln was in the possession of a minor cartel boss in Ozitlan. Uh, briefly mentioned Enigma's obsession <laughs> with mariachi bands. So, uh, I'll pick up from the catering truck heist. Inside an abandoned garage just on the Texas side of the border, Wolf, Clean, and Enigma go over the plan to hijack the catering truck, again, just to make sure they're all on the same page. Cypher said she programmed the truck's auto-nav to guide it directly to this garage and turn off. Once it comes to a stop, Wolf, you and I bear down on the passenger and driver respectively. Enigma, you'll move around the back and secure any of the staff in the van. Stun weapons only. No need to kill these people. They're nobodies. <sighs> Clean, we've been over the plan a dozen times, so just chill out. We know how to heist a van. Well, we've never boosted a truck before, but guys, Cypher just sent me a text. It's not too late for the mariachi band. Nigma leans forward in the back seat of the Ford Americar while she pantomimes playing a guitar. That brings up another concern, and I'm sorry to sound like a hoop loop about this, but we need to talk about that girl. <sighs> Just stop. Why is Cypher not here with us? Look, I get that she's touched with her magical science powers, and she's not in peak physical condition, and she can't aim for Drek. But we could really use a fourth person on this job, and having the techno mage sounds like a really good idea. No way, Clean. For all the reasons you literally just mentioned, we can't bring her along. She can't run 20 feet from her trailer to the refrigerator without having a panic attack, and she can't hit the broadside of an algae silo even if she was standing right next to it. Not to mention she has a strength of a little kitten. I know. I had to do all the heavy lifting to install those decks in her trailer. Besides, she's just a kid. We were all kids when we started. If she's going to be in this life, and if she's going to run with this crew, she needs to start learning to be a shadow runner. I know. I just don't want her to, you know, be thrown to the sharks like the rest of us were. Ease her into it, you know? I'll just kick her into the deep end. In a rare softening of his character, Mr. Clean looks at his two teammates and removes his signature sunglasses. It's all the deep end out here. No sooner had this rare moment come than it was gone. Clean replaced his shades and his expression went cold and neutral. The open doorway out of the garage was now filled with the catering truck. The three Shadowrunners moved quickly, exiting the car with weapons. Inside the van, the driver frantically tried to gain control of the vehicle, then froze in horror as Mr. Clean, assault rifle aim, barked at him to get out of the vehicle. Wolf moved to the passenger, who appeared to be equally terrified. Enigma circled around the back and reached for the handle. And open... Ah! Fuck you! You'll never take me alive! Jeez, lady, 
become the Calamity. Blow it out your ass. I ain't going back. The crazed caterer lunges at Enigma, and she misses the shot. The two scuffle briefly, the caterer wielding a particularly large knife. For Frag's sake, calm down. We want the van, not you. I'll gut you like a fish, Trog! Oh, hell no, Slitch. You take that Trog hating talk somewhere else. With an unrestrained haymaker to the nose, Enigma knocks the woman unconscious, and she crumples to the cement with a broken nose, blood gushing from her nostrils. For added insult, Enigma spits on the woman and adds a few kicks to the ribs. Just be- All right, we got the other two secure- Jesus Christ, Enigma! The idiot tried to knife me and then called me a trog. Without further explanation, Mr. Clean just nodded and accepted Enigma's tale of events. So nice to have someone who gets it. After tying up the caterers and taking their uniforms, the gang left them with a burner comm link that Cypher would only activate one hour after the team left. Crossing the border wasn't difficult using the forged documents the team had been able to secure, but also greasing the palms of a few corrupt border guards always helped, with any unexpected errors on the paperwork. Now the team was preparing to enter the compound. Should I take over driving? What? No. I got this. But I can actually speak Azatlan or Spanish. Fluently. Yeah, and so can I. With a skill soft. Oh, shut it. Skill softs are a valid method, Mr. Traditionalist. Mr. If I want to use a skill, I take the time to learn it. You didn't bring the skill soft, did you? <laughs> what? Can't believe... Of course I have this, oh ye of little faith. Wolf pulled the van up to the closed gate where a man armed with a submachine gun approached the vehicle. Wolf rolled down the window with a huge smile on his face. Ahola, amigo! Me llamo Jackson. With a disgusted expression, almost like he'd smelled a portajon on a hot summer day, the guard recoiled at the horribly spoken Spanish. Mr. Clean, embarrassed for his friend, just placed his face in his left hand and shook his head. Poor favor, amigo! Fiesta? Finally catching himself, the stunned guard shook his head and spoke up. Hey, gringo! We can speak English, estupido! Don't you people have, like, schools and dreck to learn this stuff? Oh, yeah. Guess those uh, night classes are really starting to pay off, huh? I would kill your teacher, Holmes. If you're paying for that, then they are robbing you. So this is the Jimenez party, right? Yeah, go on through and park next to the garage. That means garage, fool. The gate opened and let the van pull through. Clean and Enigma set about getting the oversized trays of food ready, Clean adding his own special ingredients to the recipe. Once Wolf parked the van, he helped the other two begin taking trays of food towards the table. Enigma eyes the mariachi van with a frown and sadly places the tray of rice on the table. Clean sets his down beside hers, and the pair return to the van to finish prepping their gear. Wolf stays at the table and converses with one of the cartel members about the bill, and is dismissed with threats of being cooked into a stew. When he finally gets back to the van, Clean and Enigma were already dressed and ready to move on the building beside them. What took you? Ah, uh, you know, just trying to get a little extra cred out of the deal. That's a good idea. Not exactly in the black on this job already. And we still aren't. They asked me if I liked Menudo. And how I would like it if I was in said Menudo. Oh, wow. A rare glitch. Shut up. Come on. Let's go. 
Wolf put on his armored vest and took his Ruger Warhawk in hand. The team snuck out of the van and alongside of the garage, everyone in the courtyard too distracted by the party. Mr. Clean lugged a large duffel bag filled with all manner of bulky and jingly bits. Jeez, dude. What all did you get from that arms dealer friend of yours? I got everything. The team rounded a corner and Clean took out his auto picker and quickly unlocked the door to the garage. Inside, the sounds of the party were muffled, almost as if the world knew the scene the team had just walked into. The garage was a shrine to horsepower, a cathedral to the cult of V8 and V10. The vehicles on display were legends. Bugatti, Aston Martin, Lamborghini, Rolls-Royce, just to name a few. Even Clean, in a strange way, felt compelled to kneel at the altar of pure muscle as he passed by a midnight black 1968 Pontiac GTO. I'm not a car chick, but even I know these are some beastly rides. It's a shame we have to leave all these bad boys to that dreckhead. We don't have to. We're only here for the Lincoln. I don't care about stealing the rest of these. I'm not talking about stealing nothing, Omey. Mr. Clean set down his duffel and reached inside. Fumbling for a moment, he produces a satchel with several small charges of plastic explosive. I say we send these beasts straight to Valhalla. Yeah, let's send them off with a bang. Clean quickly set the charges as Wolf found his prize, the 1948 Lincoln with a cherry red Model A Ford body. The open cab of the car allowed the viewer outside to see the immaculate interior of cream white and red leather seats, polished silver chrome pedals and shifter, and a chained steering wheel, its metal also polished to a perfect mirror finish. The V12 engine protruded out of the hood and the white walled tires were clean and without a speck of dirt or grime. Damn, Wolf. Just damn. That's all I can say. A smile cracked his lips and Wolf leapt over the closed driver's door and into the front bench seat. He ran his hands over the steering wheel and closed his eyes thinking back to the time his father brought home this old beater of a car. The pair had spent many long nights, many hot summers, and lots of money to bring this old beast back to life. Wolf reached into his vest pocket and took out his keys. Among the dozen or so that went to various things he owned was the one key that he himself had never used. He placed the key into the ignition and... With the power of a cage demon, the hot rod Lincoln roared to life. A smile creased his face as Wolf was transported to a decade or two into the past when he first heard the rumble of that much power. Clean finished setting the charges and moved to the garage door directly in front of the Lincoln and raised it. Wolf started to roll the car forward and Enigma and Clean hopped in. So how are we getting past the front gate? <laughs> With this? Mr. Clean produced a shoulder-fired rocket launcher and aimed it at the gate. He depressed the firing switch and the rocket left the tube and impacted the gate, destroying it. As Wolf sped away through the gate, Mr. Clean caught a glimpse of Boss Jimenez, who had been getting food at one of the tables. The man eyed the escaping car with something that can only be a hatred reserved for the most despicable of foes. Mr. Clean, seizing the opportunity, shot the boss the middle finger with his right hand and raised the two detonators he held in his left. He pushed the first and the garage instantly erupted into a massive explosion, blowing out bricks and glass and collapsing the building. The second detonator activated the small explosives he'd hidden inside the massive trays of food. Alright, so I get the rocket launcher and the cars a little bit, but what was the second explosion? It's not a party without fireworks. Now let's get the hell out of here. 
Gunshots ring out as the team makes their escape. Clean, having anticipated this, takes out the large light submachine gun from his duffel and begins unleashing a torrent of lead back at the pursuing vehicle. I count six cars and four bikes. That didn't take them long at all. Probably just affiliates on standby if the boss needs more muscle. Once I get a straightaway, they won't catch us. There aren't any straightaways until we pass the border. And that won't happen if we have heat on our backs. Then we just blast them. Kill anyone they send until they run out of bodies. Enigma, unable to launch attacks at the enemy vehicles themselves because of their lack of wireless, instead tried looking for a way to lose their pursuers. Grimmest realizing the only option they had left to them. We have one choice. Which is? You really won't like it. Just tell me if we don't have any choice. We can get over the border and lose the heat beforehand. But we have to jump Devil's Gorge. The gunfire from the back of the hot rod stopped. No, no, no. I told you you wouldn't like it. That's insane. Your old man couldn't make that jump, and he only had himself in his vehicle. We've got three people plus the weapons. It's either that or you face the Kaz military guns at the border. God damn it. I can do it. What? I can do it. My dad always talked about what he would need to make this jump over Devil's Gorge, and I always told him he'd need something like the Lincoln to do it. And now is my chance to prove him wrong. Wolf, now is not the best time to be looking to prove a point. It is the best time of any. Without further discussion, Wolf lays on the gas and the Lincoln races off towards Devil's Gorge. Luckily, the ramp that Richard had been using the day of his accident was still up. The makeshift stands to either side of the wide gorge were still up as well, but this time there were no adoring fans or morbidly curious onlookers filling them. The sun was halfway below the horizon when the Lincoln darted around a turn and lined up with the ramp. The cartel pursuers quickly lost ground to the souped-up hot rod as Wolf showed the world what the beast could do. He closed his eyes as he allowed a self-satisfied smile to crawl on his face as he looked into the rearview mirror. But that was dashed as something else now raced out ahead of the cartel pack. A monstrosity of a machine, a frankenrod from nightmares. Fire erupted out of multiple exhaust pipes, massive rear wheels spun fast propelling the monster forward with speed to rival the Lincoln. Oh, you have got to be kidding me! What the hell is that? Clean! I'm on it! The beast continued to gain and at this rate would overtake the Lincoln before the ramp was reached. Mr. Clean unleashed a hail of machine gun fire, but the bullets only sparked and bounced off of the enemy vehicle. Use a rocket! None left! You didn't bring more? Oh, I'm sorry! I was unaware this was going to turn into Mad Max with car abominations! Mr. Clean dove back into his duffel bag and began looking for anything that could mess up the armored beast machine. As he did so, the driver's window of the Franken car rolled down and Boss Jimenez, injured but otherwise alive, looked back at the team. Half his face was covered in blood and refried beans and rice. The expression of hatred was still present and directed squarely at the team. He produced an Ares Predator and tried to fire at the team in the open-top car, but his injuries and Wolf's ability to veer the car slightly to the left and right prevented him from hitting the shadow runners. Finally, Mr. Clean popped out of the back seat, something clutched tightly in his hands. 
He pulled the pin and let the arming lever pop off before fastballing the grenade through the open driver's window of the Frankencar. Jimenez tried to intercept the grenade, but his depth perception was gone from the injury. As the hot rod Lincoln hit the ramp and started its upward ascent, Jimenez's Frankencar exploded in an orange fireball. Enigma screamed and buckled herself in and holding onto the dashboard. Clean already buckled in, turned white as a ghost the moment the wheels left the ramp and the car was airborne. Wolf, unbuckled as he was, let go of the wheel and raised his hands into the air. The car sailed over Devil's Gorge. From below, rattlesnakes, coyotes, vicious wild hogs, a hellcat, which is a particularly mean awakened mountain lion, and even a ravenous chupacabra all looked up, wondering if these three were going to be their next meal. But the hot rod didn't just make the jump, it slightly overshot. The car came down hard in the middle of the return ramp on the Texas side of the border. The front tires popped and the underside of the car dug into the wood and steel ramp. As it left the ramp, dirt filled the air and the hot rod ground to a halt 20 yards from the Lone Star flag covered ramp. Wolf was the first to look up and get his bearings. He climbed out of the car and rubbed his neck. He was followed by Clean, who patted the dust off of his suit, and Enigma was the last, and she hid her face from the other two, possibly trying to conceal any errant moisture leaking from her eyes. A tow truck arrived a heartbeat later, called by Cypher, who'd been keeping up with the chase. The team left before the authorities arrived to ask any questions. So chums, there you have it. Wolf brought the Lincoln home to Seattle and he's been working to fix it up ever since. Well, that was a good story, wasn't it? What happened to Boss Jimenez? Well, he's dead, of course. Clean nuked his Frankencar with a grenade. No, he got lucky once. I doubt anyone is that lucky. But that's all I have time for to... Oh, well, speak of the devil and he shall appear. Or I guess devils in this case. Seems Deniable Assets is in need of a team to run for some misdirection on a job. So, uh, what do you chummers say? Are you up for a little action tonight? <laughs>